0: Hey, good morning, everybody. Lee Brower here. Welcome to this week's edition of Meaningful Monday. I am grateful to be here and I am glad to be here. I'm going to talk to you about a story out of this book. Some of you that know me know the story. Lynn Twist has had a huge impact on Lori and my life. Her story of she was the number one fundraiser for the Hunger Project in the world, I believe. And she had done work around the world helping to eliminate hunger. And she had a hunger to meet Mother Teresa. That had been a, an ambition of hers. And so in that ambition to meet Mother Teresa, she was in New Delhi for a worldwide conference, had told a friend who knew a friend, and she had somehow made arrangements for her to meet Mother Teresa. There was a note that came in that says she can meet with you at 6 o'clock tonight. So Lynn cleared her schedule, and she got a driver, and it took him 45 minutes to find the place, but they got there on time. She gets out of the car into this humble, humble building, and on the steps... She picks up what was just, she thought it was some newspapers, but inside was a little baby, a newborn baby, a little girl. And she brings her in and all the nuns come rushing up and they seemed absolutely happy to get this little baby. And she looked around, there's 39 cribs and in every one of those, she counted them every night. Every one of those cribs had at least one or two babies in it. And then on the floor, there was another 11 little two year olds just playing one to two year olds playing on the floor. They had what, 51 counting the new baby and so they said mother teresa's out she went to bail out two teenage girls who had been arrested for prostitution and she's bringing them back to the orphanage so they can work and help out there so she waited but she got to help she got to wash the baby she got to sing with the nuns she got to take care of these little children but then she looked down the hallway and here comes mother teresa She was so overwhelmed, she kind of got up to her and she fell to her knees. And she went to kiss her feet. And Mother Teresa lifted her up. They went into a little room that was very austere. had a wooden table, two two wooden chairs, and they started talking. And Mother Teresa, she said, I was so impressed because Mother Teresa knew my name. She knew about the Hunger Project. She knew about the work that was being done. And we were just getting into the most amazing spiritual feeling experience that she said I'd ever had. And all of a sudden she hears a, a rustle and she said, I smelled them before I heard them all the perfume, but a grotesque looking couple, big came charging through the door and adorned in all their riches and clothing and everything and stuck a camera in Lynn's face and said, take a picture. We didn't get a picture when we were in here, Picked mother Teresa up, put it between the two of them and stood there. They took her, took her picture. Mother Teresa was mortified. And then, so then the lady says, wait a second. She wasn't looking up. She wasn't looking at me. And then she says, take another one. And she reaches down, lifts Mother Teresa's chin up so that she's looking at her. And you can imagine. So they take the picture. They leave without saying thank you. They leave without saying a word. They're gone. And Mother Teresa sat right back down, went to business. But Lynn was raging inside. She was mortified, one. How could they do that to mother Teresa too? They interrupted my visit with mother Teresa and she was, it, it ruined the moment for her, but they finished strong. got had a nice talk and he left and in the, and she left and in the taxi cab on the way back. She just felt, she felt guilty, ashamed a little bit because of how she felt, but also felt rage for that couple. So she went back and wrote a letter to mother Teresa. Apologizing for her th- her thoughts, but also apologizing for those people. And so, in here is the letter that Mother Teresa. A couple of weeks later, she got a letter back from M- Mother Teresa in her own handwriting. And basically, this is what it said. So, bear with me. I think you'll find this valuable. She said, uh, whoop, "Let me get over to the right page." Thank you for your understanding. Here we go. Um, She admonished me, saying that while I had expressed compassion for the poor, the sick, the faint, and the weak all my life, that would always be a place where my self-expression and service would easily flourish. The vicious cycle of poverty, she said, has been clearly articulated and is widely known. What is less obvious and goes almost completely unacknowledged is the vicious cycle of wealth. There is no recognition of the trap that wealth so often is, and of the suffering of the wealthy, the lones- loneliness, the isolation, the hardening of the heart, the hunger and poverty of the soul that can come with the burden of wealth. She said that I had extended little or no compassion to the strong, the powerful, and the wealthy, while they need as much compassion as anyone else on earth. She said, quote, You must open your heart to them and become their student, their student and their teacher. Open your compassion and include them. This is an important part of your life's work. Do not shock them out. They also are your work. Then goes on. This was a shocking idea to me and continues to talk about it. Soul of Money is such a great book. And so as I think about it, as we open our eyes and we look around us, do we sometimes select who we think needs help? So somebody challenged me years ago with a question. It said, when you get up in the morning, just ask yourself, can I be the answer to somebody's prayer today? And don't discriminate. Don't think that you're going to go out and find it. Just let yourself get in the flow, the flow of the river, if you will. Let yourself get in the flow, and you will see things that you would normally see. You would hear things that you would normally wouldn't hear. And let's, let's open ourselves up to be compassionate with everyone. And I think if we do that, we may not even know how or when or where, but I believe that God will use us if we ask, can I be the answer to somebody's prayer today? Have a meaningful week. I'll look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye.